Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back to another Breaking Wax Podcast. This is season two. We're already up to episode 11, believe it or not. Um, and today I have a special guest, Jordan, who goes by Summit on Instagram. Your first name's Jordan? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. So, you know, I, I really enjoy these interactions with people because I know you and I have talked more so in the last couple of months recently through IG about cards and different things. So I'm, I'm glad. Welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of you, Don. I'm a big fan of all you put out there. And I got to be honest, man, you, you, you and, and everyone else that, you know, you tag people in your comics. I think I think you, you diversify real well. And I just had to get on because you're always ahead of it. Dude, I, I appreciate it. And it, it's, uh, you know, for me, getting back into the hobby and then COVID kind of hit shortly after, um, I just wanted to get things that I didn't have as a kid or things that I wanted when I was a kid that I never had an opportunity to get. You know, um, I've talked about it a little. So my dad was in the Army. My mother's Korean. And, uh, you know, if you got a, a Korean mother, getting things isn't always easy as simply as asking for them. You know what I mean? So. Oh, I get it. I'm as Filipino as it gets, and I have a Filipino right. mom that's very similar. So, I appreciate that connection, 100%. My friend. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I just got added to a group chat um, by my buddy Rob, and uh, but the group chat ended already. But he introduced me as the biggest crane he's ever seen. So <laughs> I always think that, and people are always surprised because people always assume that I'm uh, Hawaiian or Polynesian, but I'm I'm half Korean. So, but yeah. So do you, do you, um, speak? Yeah, I speak Tagalog, you know, my, uh, family, uh, I'm, I'm first generation here. Uh, I was born here yep. my family's all from the Philippines and, uh, actually my family's own Filipino restaurants in New Jersey, you know, since the seventies. And I, I worked, oh, wow. I worked, I worked there throughout my childhood. So, uh, part of the prerequisite is, you know, having to speak the language, you know, fluently. So right. I, I was born and raised in that community and, you know, Obviously, Jersey City uh, is uh, in New Jersey is a big time sort of Filipino community back in the day. So I'm very much immersed in that community. So is that is that like um, in Jersey City, is that like a pocket like where you guys live, where there's a lot of Filipino people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of uh, Filipinos uh, moved over to New York City, went to, right to Jersey City. Um, there's actually Manila Avenue. Manila is the capital of the Philippines. And oh, there's nice. actually a. Uh, a whole tribute to the to the Filipino community that used to live there. I mean, it's become quite affluent in the last couple of years, but back in the early '90s, late '90s, it was definitely a, a place where Filipinos definitely grew up. Yeah, that's awesome. So for me, um, a lot of people don't realize this, and they're actually super surprised. So Korean was my first language. Um, you know, my father, like I was saying, was in the army. He was always deployed. He was a pilot, so he's always gone. You know, and my mom didn't speak English, so of course, um, Korean was my first language, and uh, I was my dad's translator for a very long time. That's um, that's awesome. That's but, uh, but yeah, you know, and it's and it's weird. Like I, I I wasn't planning on going down this road, but like you know, like racism, diversity, ethnicity is, is like a hot topic, or it has been now. But like for me as a kid, I, I vividly remember people pointing at me in Korean, saying like, "There's." there's some white kids yeah. or American kids. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember telling my mom, like, who are they talking about? And I just remember her looking at me like, they're talking about you and your brother. And I was just oh, like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I, and that was like my first time dealing with like knowing that I was different, you know what I mean? Um, even though I didn't see myself that way, but yeah, but, uh, yeah. So that's, 
man, Jersey City, that's cool. And then you're in Boston now, you said? Yeah, I'm in Boston. You know, I, I run, help run a gym up here, and uh, I moved up here about 10 years ago uh, from Jersey City. Um, it's funny you say that. You know, people point at you, you know, constantly for the racism piece. In Boston, it's, it's pre- predominantly a white. It's diverse, but predominantly white folks here. You know, my, my daughter's half white. Um, but it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm constantly pointing at constant, you know, like, oh, look at that guy. He's a different looking kind of dude when I first yep. moved here. Uh, when I go to shows, when I go to card shows, I feel like automatically I feel out of place, you know, just, just, you know, I know a lot in the hobby. I've been a part of the hobby for a long time, but you know, and I know that when we go to shows, we are the minority. It's very, very obvious, oh, yeah. you know, very yeah. obvious, you know, people say, you know, females, you know, women are, are, are definitely need to be more represented. But, you know, this whole topic of, you know, p- folks of color in the hobby is is definitely another un- uncharted territory, I feel, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I never, man, I didn't really think about it. But, yeah, you're right. Um, I was just thinking because Virginia Beach, there was a couple, there was two shows like two weeks ago. And, yeah, I, and I, it's funny you say that. I think women are more and more being represented in the hobby. Um, and I think not not everyone of course i i hope they're collectors and they're doing it because but i think a lot of people are doing it for the money you know yeah. what i mean and and it's easy in a predominantly male hobby oh yeah as a woman i think to come in if you have some knowledge it's, it's easy to get in and do breaks and, and uh be involved that way but uh, yeah. yeah i think the card shows nowadays are very different from when i was a kid so when i was a kid i, I would go to card shows with my friends um you never saw any women at all and now it's like it's almost like uh almost like going to a wwe event going to a a big card convention or show you know there's a lot going on um and you might actually even see rick flair while you're there so that's yeah yeah rick flair probably there hulk hogan probably be there at some point you know um but yeah rick flair was there last time so i mean you never you definitely never know no i just yeah you know so many are you going to nationals are you going to go to the national in july yeah that's the plan is to go um I'm so far I've found that doing card deals is easier through IG when you find people you trust um, that you can count on, you know? So I, I, that's my preferred way of doing card deals right now. Only because the card shows are so, it's like, I've talked about it a few times. It's so weird. Like, um, first of all, you never know what someone's going to bring to you. Um, It's like, it almost seems like more people are selling than buying Um, because that, and that's just been my personal experience. I mean, like I, I was talking about, uh, the first show I went to in Tampa, this guy was like, Hey, are you, are you buying? And I was like, uh, maybe, you know, what do you have? You know what I mean? And I had four full cases of slabs and he pulls out a um, Sapphire 101. I can't pronounce what it's called. You know, the pink one with the, yep. with the P name, the long P name. Papadia, it was a Max- yeah. It was like a uh, Maxima Acosta. Wow. Acosto, and, and, uh, he's like 25 K. And I was like, dude, look at my cases do you think I have 25K on me right now? Like, what is going on right now? You know what I mean? Like, no, get out of here. I'm not buying that. Like, what's wrong with you? You just walk around with it in your pocket? Like, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I you know, in, in Boston, it, it's, a, you know, there's, there's literally maybe five dealers, five really big dealers in this area that I really find. And they're actually, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have known them prior to them becoming this, you know, really big influences. So you got... You know, quick in time at 802, Chris, who's like a family member to me, who really came up the last four or five years, started a shop and is one of the biggest consigners, you know, in the area and biggest, you know, seller dealers, really, really trustworthy guy. I've slept at his house. Um, you got guys like MC, you know, Mike, um, 
right. who is very big, right? You know, was in that whole video with uh, with what's his face from California with the deal with the Brady, like just a yep. very, very, very. I mean, he is very knowledgeable and and probably one of the most savvy and you know professional guys you know who who's been doing it for a long time, and he's young, right? And then you have you know Costa Cards who's doing the card vault who lives you know literally down the block from me, maybe two blocks two not block maybe half a mile from where i am in the same neighborhood right and you know he runs the card vault out in foxborough and i mean i have i we're lucky enough in boston to have this like immense circle of people but it's really still dominated the people who are really buying maybe those three or four or five people right and everybody right. else just like me and you we're just you know we're trying to get ahead here and there we've sold our cards early we ha- we're trying to get back into it um you know, I feel like where I'm at in the hobby right now is an in-betweener. Like I, I like to think of myself as a, as a, as a, as a hobbyist, but it's hard, right? In, in, in these times where wax is what it is. And, you know, we talk about series one and we talk about different things that are coming up through the hobby and the big drop in basketball. People I think are afraid right. to like talk about where the hobby is at this point. Cause you see it as a dealer, right? Like someone comes up to you, sells this $25,000 card, you know, to me, that'd be like a, a, a not for sale, right? I just, I'd hoard that somewhere. I'd I'd go deep in the PC. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. So I think um, my my approach personally has been it's shifted a lot. You know, especially seeing how things exploded, and then we have the correction. So for me, I've been trying to focus on getting quality pieces to to grade, um, and then I can make that determination on whether I'm going to keep it, sell it, or trade it. And then I've been really focusing on trying to get pieces that I want long term. and, and like you said, everyone's in a different category um, or space when it comes to buying, selling, and trading. So for me, like I, I posted last week, I got a LeBron um, Bowman Chrome rookie and the Pops rookie, right? And so for me, those, are, that, those aren't two cheap cards. It's still $3,000, right? Yep. Which is a lot of money. But to me, that's, that's good enough for me to ca- keep and hold on to. I don't need the X-Fractor. I don't need a Refractor. I just, those two base cards are... I feel like LeBron's low right now because they're playing shitty. Um, they're not winning. But when it's all said and done, I mean, 1500 bucks for two of his rookie cards is unbelievable. Um, yeah. I mean, and even – and I've said it before. Like, I think even, like, right now, I haven't looked at Brady prices, but his prices are still low. If you're going to compare – if you're talking about goats, right? So if you compare them to Michael Jordan cards, which there's probably less Michael Jordan cards. Well, not according to PSA's report, but – you know, you're talking about older cards. So to me, it's like, well, it's worth holding on to those. You know what I mean? So, no, but definitely. everybody's in a different space. And I, and like a couple of those guys you mentioned, like, I don't know MC personally, but I imagine he's been in cards for a while. So a lot of these folks have been in it a while and they've built up their collections and what they have. So if anyone was in cards, gosh, I would say like 2016, 17 till now, and they, stocked up on Mahomes and all these guys, like they're sitting in really good situations. Um, I, uh, I never believed in the base stuff. So um, when I had my 50 uh, Zion base prism PSA 10s, I moved them all. You know what yep. I mean? I was like, let's, let's get all these out of here and see what else that I really want to collect and have. So, but <clears throat> I think that's, what's fun about the hobby. So like right now I'm, I'm taking the biggest risk on Glaber Torres because I'm a Yankees fan. So that's probably stupid. That's probably stupid on my part, right? Because I'm a Yankees fan. But uh, and then um, Deshaun Watson, people seem to be getting on that wave. Um, 
And then I always look for like uh, the the guys that no one else was looking for for Bowman draft. That's what I like. It's just guys that I, for whatever reason, I, I read their stats. I look at their height, weight, the positions they play, and then just kind of like, well, it'd be okay to put a couple hundred bucks into this guy or that guy. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, for me, it's it's tough, right? The the Bowman stuff is tough, right? I, I trust maybe one or two guys in IG that I know in person that really know their Bowman, right? So right. Bowman, you got to be patient. You got you to gotta know what you're doing, the markets, when the trade values are. Like look at guys like Austin Martin, who was super high at one point, got traded to, you know, God knows where out of Toronto the and twins, becomes, I think. Yeah, yep. the twins and he becomes, you know, 30% value down right away. Like for me on the Bowman end, I I've been listening a lot to, you know, my friend Moody, who's, who's not my, you know, he's a guy around here. Uh, he's a prospector guy. He's, he works with MC. He likes Christian Santana a lot. So I've been buying Christian Santana a lot. A lot yep. of my buddies that tend to be, I talk to tend to be Detroit Tigers fans. They are really high on him. Um, I've been football wise. I've, I've been buying a lot of Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a bit low right now for what he did. Yep. Being bumped out of the playoffs prior, I think people are really high on Josh Allen and forgetting about Patrick Mahomes at this point. Um, still very high, um, but definitely the numbered stuff for for Mahomes have has become a little more accessible, um, where it's not yeah, astronomical. Um, and then basketball, you know, I've been on this big trek, you know, for uh, uh, for Jalen Green, but. After the whole Jalen Green debacle with the All Star break, if you, if you had seen the dunk contest, just too flashy for me. I didn't like what I saw uh, with his attitude and, and what he's been brought to the table. So I've kind of been wavering on 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 who's next for basketball on my end. I think basketball has been my best sport of who to pick. Um, I've been a big Desmond Bain guy for a long time in in right. uh, Memphis. I've been buying him up since before John Morant got. Oh, we lost him. So hopefully he comes back because uh, this is live and, uh, you know, I think he'll be back. As long as he clicks that link, we'll be all right. So let me uh, go to IG and check. I'm going to have to cut all this audio out or maybe not. I guess I'll just keep talking it up. Um, maybe his phone died. Um, Desmond Bain, though, that dude's built like a tank. Absolute unit. Oh, here we go. He's my bad, my bad. Sorry about that. There, there he is. There he is. There he is. Did the so, phone die? Yeah, no, no, no. It, 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 I pressed the button by accident, by exiting. Uh, I'm back. Yeah, no worries. I, I just uh, spoke aimlessly just now by myself. So that Sorry. Was weird. What, what were you mentioning? <laughs> I apologize, Don. No, no, no. You, you mentioned Desmond Bain, and then when you clicked off, I was like, yeah, Desmond Bain is an absolute tank. He is a tank. He's he. I never thought he was. He could shoot like that with his arms being the way they are. Right, right. You know, I, I you know I follow basketball, and I wasn't really. He wasn't on my radar at all. Um. So, but yeah, he. That's a good one. Basketball is tough right now. It's so up and down. Um, I love it though. That's that's where you make the most. I think. I think basketball right now is 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 sleeping. I think. I think people are are scared. I think people with Lamelo Ball being what he was and. Zion being what he currently is, I think people are nervous in general for the whole basketball product. I think it's it's yeah. a sleeping giant. I think most of the hype people left were all basketball guys, right? Most of the guys that pumped and dumped were basketball guys. Like they weren't right. They weren't patient enough for baseball, and football has the shortest shelf life. I think most of the base guys were basketball guys. 
Yeah, no, and that, and I um I I made a couple small plays on Zion. Um, mm-hmm. I picked up a, a hollow nine five and a um silver prism nine five for both of them were each less than five hundred bucks. That's crazy. Like, that was four x prior last year. I, yep. So and that's why I was like, uh, it might be worth it to just take a small risk and see where he goes. So I, I that's what I was saying. So I I got a small Zion collection going. Some Glaber stuff going. I got a couple Watson pieces, but people are already on that, so those prices are going up. Um, but yeah, basketball. Um, Jalen Green. Um, I like them too, but I, I just I feel like him and KPJ have the same game. That's um, the work. And I just don't. Yeah, and I don't. And well, and I just don't know about longevity. I haven't watched him that closely either to see if uh, his volume shooting is is efficient. You know what I mean? I haven't looked at his. Uh, field goal percentages or any of that stuff yet. So he's young. He's young. Yeah. Super young. And he plays for a team that, that has not historically been a winner since Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, it just hasn't been, it has been consistent. You know, they've played on a lot of risk character. Right. You know, right. And that's, and I mean, even like, so I'm an Orlando magic guy and uh, Franz Wagner came out of nowhere. Um, Jalen Suggs was supposed to be the man and, Franz is killing it so much so that I I, I won't even buy his cards right now because they're too much. Even for like a hoops auto, I think are they're too much. But yeah, basketball is tough. Um, people hate it when I say it, but like for me personally, I don't think Luca's that great of a buy right now. I think no. if you buy and hold it, maybe he'll win a championship. But that's uh, I don't. Do you know Lance um, Melting Wax? Yeah, yeah. So Lance, he loves he loves Luca, and he he's gonna come on the podcast too. But like the other day, he posted Luca's stats and was like, "Has anyone done this and not won MVP?" And I was like, "Yeah, Russell Westbrook." I'm like, he averaged a triple double for three seasons and only won MVP once. And he was like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm positive." Definitely so, no, yeah. So to me, it's like uh, like Luca right now is he's just like. Russell Westbrook. I mean, he hasn't won anything. I mean, his game is phenomenal, but I mean, stat-wise, he's actually um, a little bit. I think overall, his stats are a little less than what Russell Westbrook's were career-wise. So. But do you think the whole Doncic slash, let's say Yao Ming per se, the overseas market, the international hype, right? So like, Yao Ming was Yao Ming, and you know, different market. Obviously, Asia different market than he is. You have Slovenia with Luca. Like right. this whole European game of someone coming out of nowhere, the whole underdog thing. And I, and I, and I bring this up in, in some of my smaller circles. And I, I don't know if you think it's valid or not valid, but being the one white guy in, in a very predominantly not white, you know, hobby for, right. you know, a collecting hobby, does it make him like the unicorn per se, right? When Perzingis was. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's, that's what I'm saying. So that, I was going to say, you know, he's just like, he's like the great white hype right now. Yeah. Um, and I haven't looked at his defensive efficiency because you know like trey young always gets dinged on that but i don't <laughs> zero 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 defense <laughs> i don't know if i don't know if luca is that you know if, he, if he's a defensive wizard either but like at some point if you're going to be a goat you got to play some defense too definitely. and you got to win definitely. in basketball you got to win you know what i mean and, definitely uh, i mean he's he's on the same plane right now i would say being from boston or being in boston him and jason tatum are not far apart if you were looking at like player for player, dime for dime, because Jason Tatum right. plays defense, but I'm but Jason Tatum's prices are nowhere near Luca's prices overall. Oh right? no! I mean, no, just, I, it, yeah, I think, I think Tatum's prices are low too. Um, yep. In comparison, and everything is is leading towards 
whether Boston does a rebuild or not, I think they're going to stick with Tatum no matter what, and and he's going to be their guy. I they're mean, that's all what in it on looks him. Like. They're all yep. in on him. He's he's and they he's, should be. He's the guy. He's the guy, and I think they'll they'll drop Jalen Brown and everybody else before they before they even think about looking at Tatum as a possible. Tatum's a franchise guy. He's a, they want to make him a Celtic for life. It's a matter of getting other guys to join him at this point. Yeah, I, and I think what happened in Boston is um is a situation of like maybe having too many picks is not a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean because they're now they're they're at the point where I don't think that either one of those guys are past their prime, but they never put the right pieces around to win it all. So yeah. now they're getting into a situation where it's the same thing every year and they're going to have to make a decision, right? And so, like, do I think moving Jalen Brown is dumb? I, I think it is because what are you going to get back for someone like that? There's not too many six eight shooting guards that nope. do it all. Nope. Um, and he's and he's a top 20 player, I think, in my opinion. Like, he is still you – know, oh, he's super underrated. Super underrated. He can shoot the ball. He's he's a he's a mature guy. If you watch him play, he's he's selfless in, in certain ways. He's a leader. Jason Tatum's a prima donna, right? So it's a very different dynamic. It's one's a hard right. worker, hard nosed guy. The other guy is naturally talented. And again, Jalen Brown's super bright man. The guy, the guy, I see him going to Atlanta at some point. I mean, I'm not a GM or thing like that, but I know the guy is right. really connected to his community. Um, and I know that he's a really smart guy. The guy went to Cal. I mean, really, really bright guy. So, you know, we'll see what happens on that end, you know, with, with bas- but basketball right now, I think is if you're a hobbyist, I think like you are thinking about that market as probably the biggest other than Bowman draft and, and the lockout. I think basketball right now to me seems like if you're good at, if you're good at this, or if you're a handicapper, or you're looking at some sort of like opportunity. I think the next six months of basketball from this point towards the, the, the playoffs you pick the right two, three guys. I think I think you're in good shape in that in that sense. Yeah, it's been, it's been like um, I think traditionally we see these waves in the off season or during the season even, but it seems like a, a lot of guys because I'm I always have a plan and then I get on eBay and start looking at stuff and the plan goes to shit. But like <laughs> it's it, it's been in waves, you know. There's been yeah. a lot of waves with a lot of players. Um, yeah, because I know like Trey Young is his prices have been super up and down. I yep. mean, so it just, yeah, it, it really depends. But yeah, no, I think you're right. Basketball is always going to be huge, even if it's down right now, especially if you, I mean, that's the thing is you pick some of these guys that are on the cusp of the playoffs and then those team make the playoffs and they make a little noise. Those prices go through the roof. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and and thank you for the uh, Mahomes MVP, by the way, I'm, I'm definitely grading that one. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I hope you do. I hope you do. It's the eighty, and I think it's a good buy. And any Mahomes graded is 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 absolutely worth it. Your while. I, I'm a big Mahomes guy. I'm not a big Mahomes family guy, but I'm a big Mahomes guy. And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, nobody, yeah, nobody is right now a Mahomes. Family. That's that's fine. Yeah. That that that's more so. You know, in, if that's a knock on him, please please give him some more knocks because I I do think that the Mahomes train. You know, with with Justin Herbert's, you know, coming on, coming to growth, Joe Burrow, and then you got, you know, this guy, Joe, you know, Josh Allen, who I actually sold his gold prism. I bought it from, uh, like, this is like three years ago from um, True Prism Gold, my, one of my biggest early sells. I, I, I bought it from Pac-Man for $400. I sold it for like $1,000, and I think Chris made a quick wow. consignment. I did the last sale and he had two of them at, the, at one point. It was like $40,000. So, I mean, wow. like definitely, you know, Josh Allen has really, really 
that that's what you want to get at us. That that's the kind of play you want to get for somebody, a guy that was high talent coming out, someone like Trey Lance, right? High talent coming out, really an unknown. That's your biggest window. You got a high talent. You got a lot of hype. Yep. He didn't do well year one, kind of here and there. You got a really good quarterbacks coach in San Francisco. Am I ready to invest in Trey Lance? I don't know, but that's the kind of that's the kind of trajectory you want for a quarterback, right? I mean, that's, right. No, that's, but now now's the time to do yep. it though if you want to invest in Trey Lance. I think, um, yeah, Josh Allen. So my buddy Drew, um, he has the optic. Um, Super Fractor, one of one. Wow. Um, Nike, N- Nike check. Wow. Rookie auto. I think it's a PSA nine. And me and Brandon during the playoffs were like, if you're going to sell that thing, you need to sell it now. Yeah. And he was like, I think he wants to wait and see if he wins the Super Bowl. Cause he's like, I think next year is the year. And I was, you know, we we're just like, Drew, maybe, but th- you could say that for a lot of people. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, just put it in perspective. I'm like, that yeah. was Matt Stafford's first playoff win. Luckily, he went through and won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But some guys never make it. You, no. 13 years, Matt Stafford never won a, a playoff game, let alone And his prices still aren't that high. His prices are nowhere no. near Josh mm-hmm. Allen's. And- no, and that's – yeah. No, you're right. And I, I think it's weird that the hobby is kind of down on Mahomes a little because at the end of the day, no matter what Mahomes does, he won a Super Bowl already. and. Yep. And because he had a bad game, people are down on him. But I, I, I'm with you. I think he's absolutely electric. Um, I think they'll probably win another Super Bowl before it's all said and done. So. Yep, yep. And 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 again, cards to me are a reflection of the guy's market. I, I think mm-hmm. that's one. You know, you talk about me selling you cards or you selling me cards. And thank you for the comic, by the way. It's, it's hanging in my in my man cave, right? Like nice. I think I think we make these plays, right? Like I I don't make deals with people. Like you talk about IG and, and seeing people in person. I make deals with the same six. I don't know about you, but I make deals with the same five, six people, you know, every oh, yeah. other week, you know, like I'm very yep. routine oriented and, and, and I don't care if I, if I lose out a little value, cause I know I'll get the next one. Like that's, that to me is like, like I don't live on this money. So for me, it's like, I, I just want to get what I want to get at that point, you know? I, I, no, a hundred percent. You're absolutely right. So for me, there's probably there's probably ten people I would say that I do deal deals with consistently. If I'm doing a big deal, it's usually always with uh, um, Trees Collectibles. I don't know if you like know him. him. I know I like I like um, I like what he puts out there. Yep. Um, with Lane LJK Cards. Lane and I. Um, Lane's a local to me prior before we moved to Florida. Yep. Yep. And then and and Brandon and I are always um, doing something, um, but like even with Trees, so I got that LeBron from him, and I was like, listen. Um, I got to move some stuff. And he was like, don't worry about it. Whenever you get the cash, just send it. And he sent me the card already. Right. So yep. that, that's, and that's where I'm talking about with like, you know, building relationships. Um, it's important to build relationships and then have people in your circle. You know what I mean? Um, and w- when you build those relationships, that's a beautiful part of the hobby is that, yep. like you said, like, I don't, I don't mind losing out, especially if it's to friends or people I know. And even a lot of times for me, like even random kids are like, I really want that card and I can't afford it. I'm like, well, what can you afford? And let's try to get to a number that works. Because yep. I don't, I don't want to lose money either, but at the same time, I don't mind cutting a little to, to give someone a deal. I, I just, I guess the older I get, um, I didn't, I never really used to believe in karma. I just felt like you made your own luck, but I think, I think karma is definitely real. So it's okay a, to put that positivity out there. Huge, huge karma guy. Huge. I'm a huge guy when it comes to 
you know, getting back what you put in. Like if I win a raffle for a card, like I, I don't value the card the same way I would if I would have pulled it myself. Um, right. if, if I, if I pull the card and, and, and I've graded it myself and I usually don't sell it, right. It's choosing my card. Like, um, but you know, when it comes to like ripping and breaking wax, like, you know, or, or if it comes to trading, like if I want something, I know that I have to give up a little value. And, and again, like, I don't right. know how you do it on your end. I know that we've done deals before. I think for me, it's, it's all about like, yeah, I, I treat the deal as I would treat the person. So if I know you Absolutely. well enough, right. I mean, I know that I want you to win. Like ultimately I, I'm trying to get to something that I want to get. Like I don't sell cards. Like thankfully for both of us, like I think we don't need card money to like pay, pay the mortgage. Right. I think for us, it's like, no. No. I, need, I need card money to get another card. Right. Like that, that's a hundred percent of my life. This no, point, that like, thing. Like I need Same. this. And that, you know, yeah. No, no, let's be let's be real. Like I, I have a wife, I have kids. Yep. Um it, it's easier for me so far since being back in the hobby, it's easier for me to trade up yep. to get what I want, right? So if uh if that means at national or at a card show I gotta trade a Mahomes and a Josh Allen or a Mahomes and something else to finally get the Jordan rookie I want, I, that's easier for me to do than to tell my wife I spent five grand on a Michael Jordan rookie. Card. Yep, same. Same, same, same. And again, I was at, I was at this hobby a long time. So like for me, I have three Jordan rookies, right. And, and the Jordan rookies are in a vault and I forgot, I, I you know, I, unless someone mentions it, I don't remember it. Right. That that's how much right. I'm, I'm in this hobby. Like I paid for my first Jordan rookie was a, was a six, five Jordan rookie. I never forget it. I was like 26 at the time. I think I paid $2,200 for it. Right. And, but that's cause I've been in the hobby long enough. And, and, and I know right. for a fact that like, I won't sell that card. It'll be my will for my daughter. Like she can sell it when she gets older. Right. I mean, there are certain cards that I, that that's what I love about this hobby is like, as much as I have a mess of cards, I know the 10 or 11 cards that'll never leave my collection. Right. I mean, there's yep. just 10 or I mean, I hope Glaber Torres becomes big so you can trade up to get your, to get your, uh, to get whatever you want with that. I'm a Yankee fan myself. Um, I'm hoping that J Don becomes as big as he needs to be so I can sell off my Bowman Chromes. Um, but, it's also fun. Like it's, it's fun yeah. to trade. It's fun to sell. I feel so bad. Like you see all these kids, all these different, like, like all these different people on the hobby. Like, like it's like a, I feel like I open Instagram. It's like a casino every single time. Like it's just like yep. constant, 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 like distribution information. That's just like fully loaded. Like buy, 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 buy. Right. No one's really buying from you. They just want to sell, 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 sell. There's no yeah. one that's yeah. out there. And I, you really got to dig through like the forest to find that, you know? Yep. No. And that's what I think it's funny. Cause, uh, lane lane lately has been notorious with the, like, I have all these insane cards. They're all for sale. No trade. And I'm like, come on lane. I know you want to, you want to let me trade a little something in there. Let me just get a little something. in. Only if you have crypto, only ETH is what he wants. Right. I mean, like he's funny. Like, like I've known lane for a long time. I know you have too, but like lane, I, I'm going to bring lane up here. I hope he listens to this. Like Lane to me has always been like the college kid who who is a he is a card junkie upon card junkies and he's one of the good people that, that does well with Bowman, but man yep. I and Lane can hear this from my from my end to his end he is I have never been able to trade with Lane before ever oh really I've only bought from him and I continue I will continue to buy from him because he he's an honest guy he's a good guy in the hobby he's my friend but I've never been able to trade with him never not once. You're better yeah, you than gotta, me, Don. You, 
you got to have something he wants, you know. What I, I mean? know, I, but when it's something he wants, that I get, I get, I get, I get curious and suspicious. I'm like, maybe I should hold that card instead. You know? Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, you're you're 100 right. So with the with the LeBron I got from him, he wanted the uh, PSA 10 um, field level silver Lamar rookie, which I was like, fine, I, I would definitely put that towards LeBron 100. Yeah, I want yeah. a LeBron, and and he did me a huge favor. So he all those sales. He just he kept holding it for me until I was ready. So I and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Because he, he'll do it all day. Just, he'll do it all day. Oh yeah, and 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 he has the volume and the people viewing. Plus he's at Layton now. You know, like whatever he puts on his story, I'm sure it goes fast, right? So yeah, yeah, it. no, yeah, no. I I got you know we take this level to you know retail stuff, right? People who own stores, right? So like my buddy Chris owns a store in Vermont and in Burlington, Vermont, and it's. He runs probably the second or third biggest, I'd say, consignment business now with what he's been doing. But I remember when he first started, you know, two years into it, you know, he'd sell me a box or two or three and we ripped together. It was fun. But I mean, the hobby has grown eight, nine times over since 2018, four years ago, that I feel like we are at a place in the hobby. Like people say the hobby reset or whatever. Like we've been doing it all along, Don. We've been trying to find our grails, you know, every year. You know, and, and we, we, we find pieces to get to that grail. Whereas I feel like other folks who come into the hobby find a, like they think it's a lottery ticket, right? I think that's the difference. Yep. You know, that's right. I, I think I think that's where people are getting in trouble is that they uh, they're looking for the lottery ticket. And like um I I stopped ripping pretty much I mean like so tops tops came out flagship and and i like flag, flagship top so i ripped three hobby boxes i did um some random packs on rbi crew yep um but i but i haven't been ripping i just don't see the roi in, in ripping boxes i'd rather buy singles personally um and i know i know you mentioned it earlier like the whole wander thing and people are like i, I just think it's weird because people are chasing wander so hard right now but then they're also kind of shitting on tops in the print run but yep yep um but for me, um, I got I got my three wander base out of the three hobby, and I didn't hit anything else, like nothing good whatsoever, um, which is fine. So I, I've been chasing the short prints on eBay. Um, I don't know if you if you're even looking in that direction. What's your, I mean, what's your take on it? I'm I'm into the numbered. Um, you know, I know that you know Bro Namath is all about the SSPs. I mean, his bankroll is probably a little higher than mine at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, I think for me, it's more about the the gold and the silver foils. I think I'm more so the yep. gold, the 2022. Um, I think that I call that a true short print in that, in that I know the print number. Um, yep. I, I'm a, I'm a ripper by trade. I'm, I mean, I, I literally have three jobs. One job is dedicated to, um, ripping and I've, <laughs> I used to at one point and my wife knows this, I used to rip a, a, a case, a case of tops flagship every series I used to. Um, it was yep. just something I did. Um, I don't go out. I don't, I don't go out to bars. I, I train, I, I run, I do triathlons or I do, you know, do athlons and I've played, you know, a lot of sports and I don't right. go out. So I rip myself cards and, you know, I, I have not done that in the last two years because the cases I used to buy are like 700 bucks. Now they're like 13, $1,400. Um, if you rip a case of flagship, you will find ROI. You will find Back in the day, I'd say two years ago, when you could grade right. for a good amount, you made good R. Like I made good on my cases. You get one or two super short prints, and you do really well. Um, 
But you're right. I mean, like ripping right now ROI, I want to go back to that, is is probably the reason why I have not like been able to get three or four grills that I'd want. Like if I took the budget I took for for ripping and put that towards just singles like you like you're doing on eBay, it, it would definitely be easier for me to obtain the cars I wanted faster, you know? Um so it is a well, cost sale. Yeah, and that's what uh for like so for me this time, obviously you mentioned Brandon, but uh I, I'm not chasing the super short print. I'm sure that's gonna be a great investment for him and he's gonna get them. Oh, of course. And, and five day grade them. Um and then I'm sure he'll flip a bunch and then save some. But like for me, I, I just looked at it like you said with the with the prices being twelve to thirteen hundred bucks for a case, I was like, you know what, I, I'd rather have three or four of the short print, the SP wanders grade them hopefully they get tens two two of them will pay for the for everything and i can at least hold on to one to put in my case you know or hopefully two but i'm okay with having just one so i mean my that's best how case. i do things if that's I can, a great if way to do things pay, yeah that's a great way to do things again i never really thought of it that way of, of, of equaling three to four to one kind of like three yeah. to four cars to one case i enjoy ripping i enjoy looking at you know not just wander but every other prospect in there when 2018 update came out, I bought two cases back then, which I probably I made more money on that, and that's why I have money to rip than I did on anything else. Uh, when I would pull, you know, I pulled the super short print of a coon. I think I sold it for five six thousand um, dollars. That was one of the best rips of ever, one of the best years I think of all flagship that ever existed. 2018 wow. update, um, and then the bad down Akunas, you know, one or two a case um, were great. Right now, I mean, for me, like my chase is solely based on uh you know i guess a lot of it's now you have to chase the grade right so you talk about getting the short print now you got to grade it to make sure it gems right so now you're hitting two different obstacles so ripping becomes even harder because now you got to grade it you got to hope that it's centered you got to hope that it's four corners and you got to hope that it comes back to you at some point you know in the next year right so it brings us the next point like Early this week, I, I got back a Manny Pacquiao mini short print. I bought it for six dollars on eBay, two thousand eleven. I'll never forget this. It came in a plain white envelope before I knew what plain white envelopes were. Um, I was like, "What the hell is this?" It's in a plain white envelope. I didn't realize it was a short print. I sent it in a PSA through Nash Cards probably like a year and a half ago because I found it in a in a shoebox that I was wow. I was going home and and clearing out my stuff, and uh, I was moving, and I sent it out. It came back a ten. It's a pop two. It's worth God knows how much. There's one on eBay for the other ones on eBay right now for like fifteen dollars your best offer with a lot of watchers. But I'll never sell this card. So that's no. that's that's my new chase, right? My new chase in the hobby right. is no longer like obtaining volume, which I have. It's more so obtaining like quality. Like I have a PC for my daughter that, that's that's amazing. Like I have a shadowless uh Charizard for her that's sitting in there because I want her to have it, right? Because that, that's a piece of what I was, my passion, right? Where, again, you're right. Like, you can't, we at this age cannot do, like, a lot of these young ends at the shows. I saw a kid at National trying to sell a, you know, $12,000 Patrick Mahomes, like, color rookie prism. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this this nine-year-old has a $12,000 in his hand. This is crazy, you know? It is crazy. It is crazy. It's nuts. So you wonder if that's going to happen again. You know, you wonder about the grading piece. You wonder about the hunt, you know, what you're doing in the hobby and what's next for you. Yeah, it, it's funny. I uh, I don't know if you know Justin, um, Cedar Hollow Cards. 
I, I, he is an, I bought from him recently. He's the guy overseas now. He's from New Jersey. I, he's in, yeah, yeah. He's from Jersey. He's in uh, Qatar. So he's a, a movie director, producer. He has his own film company. Justin's a very, very good guy. Um, I would say Justin is um, – he's a close friend of mine, even though we've never met in real life. But I, I just know with all my dealings with him that uh, if he showed up at my house and needed a place to stay, it would be no questions asked. But, uh, but yeah, he – he always laughs because a couple of times I've talked about it is that, you know, when you go to these shows, these kids, these adults walking around with six, five, six figures worth of cards, it's insane. And Justin always says that I'm insinuating to rob people, but I'm not, I'm just saying it's crazy <laughs> um, because, you know, you just, you know, you know, it's just the most unassuming person is walking around with six figures in their backpack. It's nuts. And it's never who you think it's going to be. <laughs> no, no. And, and, you know, you talk about, you know, grading pieces, right? Like, are you setting stuff out these days? Like what's your, what's your, what's um, your, what's so your... <clears throat> I'm, I'm waiting on a hundred Charizards um, from PSA right now. That's like the last big thing I have. And then I accumulated so much Bowman Chrome, all the, um, the younger Hispanic guys. Um, so all the 17, 18 year old guys that I, that I like. So I have a ton of color that I need to get graded. Um, and that's what I was going to ask you about, because it seems like, and I don't know if this is factual because I haven't checked, but it seems like all the accounts are pumping out how SGC is like number two right now in value, um, in auctions ending. I, I just, for me, I don't, I'm not a fan of the SGC slab at all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But, but today I started thinking, well, maybe some of these lower end guys that I have reds and oranges of, maybe I should just send them to SGC for 25 bucks instead of 50 bucks with PSA. But then it's like, at the end of the day, if they do become good, the value is still double with PSA. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? That's great. That's, I mean, that's a question we all have, right? It's, you know, right. I, send, I send an Ash cards now it's $23 with him actually, you know, and he takes care of everything okay. in my group sub. And he's he's considered the biggest suburb of the world. He he ended up adjusting when PSA shut down earlier than everybody else. And right. I I found Chris to be smart about it. And I talked to him about it the other day, um, like the other day meeting by the Nationals. And I feel like SGC, I, I'm I'm torn. I'm torn because you gem a nine five SGC to me is I don't I don't really consider that a gem, right? I mean, and right. to so, many collectors, was so it a ten? A ten, I would say, is a gem, right? Nine five, they say, is mint plus, and and you wonder, right? You have a soda autograph, or you have a, you have a goat autograph. Do you really want? I mean, you get a free auto grade, which is great, but do you really want to potentially send a card that you're, you you put at auction house, right? That that could potentially right. be a, a bat down or, or something like that. If you're looking for the quick one hundred to three hundred dollar card, I would send an SGC. I sent I sent five a week to Nash just just because I feel like I, I want to get things moving. It's the same okay. bill every time. It's one hundred twenty dollars to and from five cards. So, I get back in four weeks. So let me ask you though: Is uh, what? So what are you sending for SGC? So my last order, I had a couple. Uh, let's see, I, what did I have my last order? So I, I sent like old i sent old school dirk nowitzki top scrum rookies that were like 50 60 bucks a piece i got a show i sent um like old school guys like Dwayne wade rookies i sent to them i've sent uh my last order had some tops chrome like tops finest uh like color rookies i've sent to them mm -hmm. 
what else did I send to them? LaMelo. I sent some, some, uh, like I sent some prism to him instead of going the base route of PSA. I sent it to SGC that so, I thought was, were centered. So how, how is it? Um, so, Oh, so this is good. Cause I, I just remembered. So you've sent to CSG. How, how is SGC's grading in comparison to CSG? So my opinion, and it's not professional, it's, it's strictly a hobbyist opinion. I think SGC, you know, with the volume that they're getting, I think, first of all, CSG, I've sent that a million times. I've sent about 100 cards to them uh, over over three orders, and they are the toughest graders off anybody. I, I yep. would put their yep. grades harder than, than anybody's out there. I would crack 100%. it at CSG, and I bet you, I you know, eight times out of ten, I'll get a higher grade somewhere else. SGC on the other hand, if they get a nine five, I'm suspicious because I don't really think it's to me as SGC nine five is just about as good as raw plus a little bit of a, like maybe a five percent premium. Like I don't really trust okay. the nine fives there. Whereas a BS, for, you know, for a Becca nine five, I, I think those are grossly under undervalued compared to what a PSA ten is. Um, yes, I think I, I, I think to, I think yeah, a, a SGC ten I would put against a, a BGS nine five. Even still, a little below BGS nine five. I think the volume that you're seeing out there. I think there's so many right. bangers now in SGC holders that it's hard to deny their power and their their, their oh, market value. No, a hundred percent. And I will. Uh, I guess I've just been blinded to it because I've been a, a huge advocate of like I hope one of these other companies come in and um, make competition with with BGS and, and PSA, and it's like SGC snuck in right underneath me, and they're here now. Um, they've arrived. So I, they have a hundred percent. And I, I, it's really weird because you think as a, a hobbyist and a collector that you would want the toughest grades, someone to look at your card and say like, this is a nine, right? Well, with CSG, I, I sent 300 cards to them. I didn't get one ten, and it drove me insane. Oh yeah. And, and, and not only that, it's like, um, if you're like you and I, where you're looking to, get your cards so you can trade up or, or, or sell them so you can buy something else, then uh, it drives you nuts because it's like, why would I send to you if you're going to just cards that I know are tens with PSA, you're going to give them an eight, five or a nine. Like there's no point sending to them anymore. And, and that's my, um, that's, that's my, that, that, so that's my theory, right? My theory is that CSG opened up. They hired a bunch of new graders who are total rule followers and knocked us off. A half point yep. here, a half point there. You get a nine five nine five nine five eight five, or a nine five nine five nine five eight, and it drops you to a nine. And I think they're just rule followers. I think the volume of SGC. This is my big predictor, is that when you look at the pop report for SGC per se nine five or below, I think you're gonna find not very many eight fives or below. You'll find a lot of nine and nine fives, and I think it's gonna yep. lower the value at some point long term. I don't trust nine five SGCs very much i just don't i i and yeah and i inspect cards and i do things my way but i'm just not a fan of of the nine five i'll buy nine five i bought a nine five anthony edwards mosaic red the other day from nash cards for 100 bucks and and i, I just like the card right i mean but i i just i i don't see them i don't see it becoming an investment where you're gonna two two x three x like you would a bgs at some point right right yeah and that's and it, it's disappointing for me because that bgs is my favorite slab mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. and and just they're just so behind right now and then it's like i don't i don't even know what they're doing like they introduced the 60 dollar um um grading but it's like 
uh, over a year wait still. So it's like, why would anybody send to them? You know no, I mean, they still haven't, they haven't even got close to clearing their backlog. And then, I mean, I see, I still see traditionalists um, like Bowman guys that are still sending Bowman the higher end stuff to BGS, but they're paying what? What is it? Two seventy five, two fifty yep. to get a quick turnaround, right? So it's like. I mean, it's got to be an absolute banger for that. And if, and nowadays, if it's an absolute banger, I'm paying that much, I'm sending the PSA. Yeah. Just because, I mean, just because the ROI and an, a PSA 9 is almost the same or if not more, depending on the card, than a BGS 9.5 right now, which is insane. I mean, I so. sent the, you know, my, my biggest card I pulled recently has been the Wander, Xavier Edwards, and uh, um, what's his face, his name? And Videl Brujan, the triple I pulled the yep. bluff, three out of three, yep. right? I legit saw it i was like this is gonna gem i said i could have sent it to bgs for 275 dollars or i could have sent the psa for 150 and get it back in two weeks like it's a no-brainer yep. it's just it's a no-brainer it's, no it's half the cost and it's a right it's a express sub and you get the express treatment you get the the, the picture on online now i mean they're so far ahead so far ahead with what they're doing and they, psa yep. now and I, and I wanted to touch upon this too is now they have an East Coast office coming up in the next couple months, we'll say. I mean, they're, they're just going to eat the competition, I feel, over BGS. Yep. I think SGC yep. right now is is if you're new to the hobby and you want to grade your cards, I think it's the best way to go, you know, without risking too much money up front. I think you join a group sub or you do it yourself for $25 a slab. Why not? Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of guys like us, we're going we're gonna to treat that as like a, a second rate, you know, a second rate slab. Well, I think it's... um. So I, I, I made the determination today. I'm going to send some cards to SGC. So some of the lower end prospects that I like, like I was saying, I'm going to send some of those color and autos to SGC um, to see how it does after I go through the process of looking at them all. And then, you know, PSA $50. So I'm, I'm okay with waiting on those guys. So I'll send, I'll probably send 20 cards to the $20 or the $50 deal. And then with PSA, did it say when the Jersey city place is going to open up? It did not. It did not say that, which is, they just announced they're having it. I mean, my right. guess is that it's already in the works if they announced it. Um, but I don't see that happening. You know, I, I joke about it, you know, today I would start my own service of walking it over there myself. I know the city so well, um, but I, I just feel like it's just going to, make things so much easier for us on the east coast right i, I think it's right. just gonna make things so much more well and everyone's saying oh I'll move to texas or move here move there people don't understand there's already offices at in new jersey you know for psa like it's this is not like a yep. it's not like a random thing they did so um you know we'll no, see what yeah. happens you know with i that. think um no but you're you hit the nail on the head though so I, I was told by a very credible source that psa is going to move to 25 dollars by the end of the year and this aligns with that, right? So if they get into Jersey City, um, they open up the new space, they drop both to 25, I, I'm there all day. I'm like, it, it, and, the, and you're right. So then they're going to blow everybody out of the water and that's going to cause a, train, a chain reaction unless you're BGS because who the hell knows what they're doing at this point. But like STC, they'll probably have to drop their prices again just to stay competitive. Yeah. Um, I mean, now is I think the time those are all buy. good things. Now's the time yeah. to buy SGC by far. Like if you're looking to trade up you there's a lot of potential for you to make money in sgc slabs and i and i said it two years ago I, there need to be a third person involved i got a lot of flack you know three years ago from some collectors when i, when I started promoting sgc and and csg um that said oh you know that's not the way it should be psa 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 
I think right. the rise of a third grading party is going to help guys like me and you trade up. I don't think it helps, you know, guys who just bought like high end, high end, high end because right, it, right. It, it, it saturates their market. Um, but I do think with, with bull coming back at $50, I mean, it's still going to take a year until this new facility is built, right? I mean, you're talking about right. you send it to anybody at this point. Your cars hasn't been checked in yet. I've sent a personal order to PSA the other day. It, you know, economy. I, I'm part of the collectors club. Like, I don't think they've checked it in yet. I mean, it was like two weeks ago. Right. You know, like, uh, what's the what's the turnaround time for the twenty three dollars with SGC? I, I have not gotten so I, I eight orders into Nash. Remember, it's a group sub. I sent it to him. If I send it today. He'll get it on Saturday. I have it's a system. It's so reliable. No more than three and a half weeks. It and, and by the time it gets to Nash and he sends it out, it's a twenty-four hour turnaround. By the time it's to Sarasota, I tell you, my grades pop in exactly twenty-eight days every single time. It's like wow. it's so reliable, and that's why I think it's it's gaining traction. Um, and now's the time to take advantage of it, right? So with Nash, I sent five cards a week since August. I they have not been late once. Um, and if I wanted to really send a bigger card there, they have the new $50 option, which is a two, it's a two to three day turnaround. Um, it's like wow. an express for them. It's like almost like a no brainer. If I, I'm in between a few, right? So, I mean, I pulled a tops finest gold refractor of King Griffey. I'm like, should I send that regular for hundred bucks, get a 10 or should I send SGC 50 and try to flip it? But I'm going to keep this card. So I'm going to send a PSA and spend extra 50 bucks yeah. and wait an extra eight weeks. But they are fast, Don. They're very fast. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they were backlogged at one point, right? They were. They, they they cleared it, and then that was it. I thought it was interesting because it seemed like they had they started pushing hard. And I don't know, maybe it was just Investicard pushing it. But Investicard was pushing the tuxedo heavy for a minute. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, and then maybe SGC was like, hey, let's be smart about this partnership and uh, dissolve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's 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 not let's not do the partnership program and let's let's just call it quits. Let's let's go our separate ways. Yeah. I think I think SGC since national has become a very big presence because the CEO came out, it was very personable. Instead of like pumping cards, they decided to do charity breaks and for the kids and it was a very smart marketing move on his end. You know, genuine or not, you know, I hope it was, but either way it helped him out big time. Yeah. Um I think CSG had some steam and then you know, I was very much a big believer of them. I, I'm a, also, a, a, I'm also, yeah, I'm, I'm also a silver and gold collector and I, I send stuff out to NGC, which is their, you know, within their parent company and they send their slabs are the best. They're, 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 they, they've been very good at sending me oh, I, great I, pieces. Yeah. People were, uh, you know, people complain about their label, right? With CSG, but like I've sent that slab to a few people and I'm like, tell me there's a be name, a better slab no. in your hand than CSG. There's None. not none. No, they're, they're great. Um, they're crystal clear. They feel good in your hand. They're, they stack well. Great. Yep. It's, but the problem is the grading. They're, just, they do. It, it, they're the killing themselves. Sucks. And it's, I, and I it's wish. weird to say that. Yeah, no, I mean, the grading is so tough. I mean, if I sent, I think I sent one or two cards. I don't want to, say to what company but i got at least a half grade up on three of them right from an eight five to a nine or to a ten oh, even, yeah. right i mean like it's almost like something people in the hobby should know like if you have subgrades on your cards for the csg if you have three nine fives and an eight you better know that's a nine five anywhere else 
you know? Oh, hundred like, percent. So that's, I'm, I would tell you what card I'm watching on eBay right now. So it's a CSG nine five. It's alive, so I don't want to mention it. No, but no worries. You're good. You're good. Uh, you, 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 100% bet if if I get this card for the price I think I'm gonna get it, I'm sending it straight to PSA. Like, and I'll probably two day it because wow. I know it's gonna be a PSA ten. 100%. I just trust it. I, I, I'm telling you, these guys at CSG, you know, I, I gotta say it. They, 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 they really were. I think they're so afraid that they would overgrade that they literally like hammered everybody. You know, like. They hammered everybody on that, and and I gotta say, I've looked at my cards. I have a card that's a zebra, of a of a soccer card, and I got a nine, and it's nine five nine five nine five nine five eight, and I'm gonna crack it out at some point, send it to PSA, and show everybody that you know it's a nine or it's it's a ten, you know, like I mean, literally, it's a die cut. There's nothing right. wrong with this card, you know. So right. I mean, and it, and yeah, no, a hundred percent. So if I think if you're a hobby purist, and I don't know too many of them anymore. You should be buying CSG. Yep. Well, you should be buying CSG tens all day because then you know you have a perfect card, right? It's like the closest thing you'll get to a, um, a black label. Yep. And, and, and if, if you're so, looking at a pure grading standpoint, yeah. yeah. And and don't be afraid of it, right? I crack it out and send it out, right? If you if you know how to crack <laughs> a card, start doing it with these CSG tens. This CSG tens you're getting at PSA nine or even PSA eight levels. Sometimes I see even raw prices, like. Oh my goodness. Like I am or lower. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I had, you know, the bandwidth to, to be online a lot, to watch these cards, I, I'd be all over them. You know, I, if I wasn't having to work three jobs to rip so much as I do, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying like, I would look at CSG 10, CSG nine fives, particularly ones with subgrades. So if, you know, you know, they've, they've really looked at it, you know, um, crazy yeah no I, I've, I've noticed some some of the csg higher end stuff that does sell okay but you know for me my my problem is and you kind of touched on it too it's like if you have a high-end card that could be potentially worth the thousands or five figures I, I the thing that's puzzling to me is seeing people send it to csg sgc or i just don't get it so like Brandon has the uh, Carlos Colmenares super yeah. non-auto, another yeah. non-auto, and but but he bought it on eBay and someone graded it with CSG and it was like a nine and I'm like you're gonna crack that and send it to PSA. He was like, oh yeah, of course. But like I think, but that person that number one by listing it on eBay at CSG, it was under the radar. I don't remember how much he paid, but it was only like a couple thousand, which is nuts for a super of that caliber prospect. They're treating it like, like, like I don't mean to say names of other grading companies, but like, like Mamba Grading or RCG or some of these known right, right, companies right. that that you know Burbank calls out or someone calls out. Like CSG is a legit company. Like I, I can't say that oh, enough. 100%. You know, and they're and they're all in and they're all in for their employees and they're legit. Like they're legit trying to make it right. And I think they made right, a couple right. mistakes as everyone else. Well, did. and they were and they were always in the vintage space, right? It's yep. Just, it was just. It was just that turn of getting into the modern stuff. Yep. Um, you know, what's funny is, uh, God, I don't remember the company. It was one of those newer grading companies. They reached out to me and was like, you should give us a try. And I was like, how about this? I was like, I, I, I would love to give you a try. But how about you guys come on the podcast? Um, I will send cards to you. Um, you grade them, send them to me. And then I'll, I'll, I'll look at it, let you know exactly how I feel. We'll do the grade reveal on the podcast. It'll all be authentic. 
but you just you're gonna get what you get from me so it seems like good marketing to me, especially if you stand by your product. They ghosted me. They're just like, I don't, they were all on board, all on board. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then they're like, oh, we don't know if we can do it or if we should do it. And I was just like, well, it's on you guys then, I guess. That's the wrong move, man. Like you can't hit, can't be afraid to hide anything in this hobby. I mean, transparency, as you know, and I know is number one these days. Like I was up until I'd say recently, these last three months, I was afraid to even show my face on instagram because of how shady some folks are right but i decided oh yeah i decided that you know what like like I, this is authentic like i'm gonna be real with this i love this hobby i'm a professional i have a kid and i'm gonna be a good role model to folks who are in this hobby right and and you'll see my face and whatever what's the worst that can happen right i mean i mean there's been so much shade going on not just the grading companies but i feel with collectors that i mean have turned this like there's a very, very good side, like we talk about, and there's a dark side where, uh, you know, like yeah. it's just not appropriate, you know? No, no, you're right. And that's, I was, uh, people had asked me to do the podcast and I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those folks. I, I do have a personal Instagram account. Um, and then the break and wax is just my hobby card account. Um, because, you know, like you said, I, I do have a professional life. I, I have a business, um, so that's why, like, when, you know, before we did the, the this live podcast, I was like, hey, you know, if you just be mindful that it's live. And yeah. I'm always mindful of it just because I do have a professional life outside of this. Um, but I do, I really enjoy doing this. But yeah, and that's, and for me, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'm not going to say anything crazy. I don't, I don't get into politics. So it's, it's good. No, no. And, and that's what, and I think, um, I was talking to my buddy today. I think that's what's, it's not what's wrong with the country, but I just think with people today, it's okay for you and I to have differences or have a different opinion. And we should be able to talk about it without it being an argument. And like, and you should be able to talk to me and I should be able to talk to you without having a hard line on things. Like nothing in life is a hard line or set, right? Just because you believe in something or I believe in something doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just what you believe in. And I shouldn't have hate or discontent for you because you don't see things my way. To me, that's crazy. Yeah. That's why I don't like, and that's why I don't want to like, that's why I'm like, I'm not doing politics. I don't want to talk about things yeah. that people just get irate over. Um, and and the, the thing with me is also is like, people are irate and mad about something they have no control over. Yep. So it's just, yeah, I mean, that's just where we were at in society. Which is why, which is why I'm going to tie this to the hobby, which is why we should be buying LeBron right now because LeBron's yeah. so well because of that. I mean, that's case in point. Like the hobby lets, lets, lets out, you know, their feelings, you know, based on, you know, politics sometimes. And it becomes very, very tenuous. Um, oh, and yeah. You know. oh, no, no, you're right. And I, like, and I'm one of those, I, I, I think it's crazy to me when people are like LeBron needs to just play basketball. Why is he getting involved in things? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. So he shouldn't be because he's a famous basketball player, but you want to get on Facebook and say whatever you want and yeah. talk about politics. Yeah. That's okay. But God forbid he uses the platform that he's given to talk yep. about what he thinks important to him. No, that's, that's his right to do that. So yep. he can say and do whatever he wants. You know, if you don't agree, you don't agree. And that's okay. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I can't believe that people would hate on him because he talks about what he, how he feels about things. You know, to me, that's ludicrous. And it's like, you can, you, you just can't win. You know what I mean? It's like people hated on Jordan because he didn't have an opinion. 
you know, Jordan famously said that Democrats and Republicans both buy sneakers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know what I mean? So that's like, and then people want to hate him. Right. And then, uh, and then people want to hate on LeBron because his sneakers are made in China or this and that. And it's like, or just because he has an opinion period. And it's like, you know, these guys can't win no matter what. And I, I used to always say it too, because I used to get really upset when people would say, uh, Allen Iverson was a piece of shit. And I'd be like, what are you basing that off of? Is yeah. it because he has tattoos? Is it because of how he dresses? Is it because he doesn't like practice? But like, end of the day, you don't know these people. You nope. just know what the media portrays or what you see snippets of, right? So to me, it's like, man, to say that about someone you don't know at all is crazy. It's a problem. No, it's a problem. I agree. I agree 100%. And I, and again, I, I, you know, bringing back the cards and, and sort of, you know, these people that we collect, these people that we buy, they're people, you know, and, and, and yep. I do look, I, it does come into my play when I, when I, when I look at people's characters, you know, I buy cards based on people's characters too. You know, I, I mean, we do it. Yep. Um, you know, you never know when, when the next, you know, let's say OJ Simpson rookie becomes an OJ Simpson rookie. Right. I mean, no one knew that was going to yeah. happen and all that fuss that came over that. And that's back in the day, but you talk about even these days, right. Kevin Porter jr. Right. Had that whole big thing that happened with him and people were pumping him up after a certain time, lost it. Then he was gaining traction again because he was good. I mean, right. it's just, it's, it's still part of my buying practices of, of ethics. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I could buy Sean Watson at this time. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what his, I mean, not just based on, I mean, you guys are definitely much more confident about it than I am. And, and I, I respect that, you know, I don't hate on Deshaun Watson by any means, a great athlete, um, but I wouldn't be able to buy him at this point. I just, I just don't know. I don't know enough of what's going on with his, with his right. life. Right. Um, yep. And, but which is why people find that to be an opportunity or, or maybe a downfall, you know, um, that's the best part of this hobby. Um, just like we're going to yeah, buy. No. Yeah. No, 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 I agree. No, a hundred percent. And I think um, to tie it into like the wander craze right now. Right. Yep. So, um, you and I both talked about Glaber. So you're talking about a guy that was a two-time All-Star before he was 25 years old. He probably should have stayed at second and not with the shortstop. Nope. Um, I don't know what happened with him the last two years. Hopefully this year he he brings it back, right? But you're talking about a guy, Wander, who's been the most hyped baseball player since I don't even know when. He's my right? You, you don't, well, right. You don't, you don't get to be the number one prospect three years or four years in a row. Um, but then, you know, he only had a small snippet in the actual major leagues last year and people are going crazy, but who's to say he doesn't do the same thing Glaber does. I mean, if you would have said to me three years ago when the Yankees were in the playoffs and Glaber was our most reliable player that he was going to have a slump that spanned a year and a half, yeah. I would have been like, there's no way, but you just, you just never know. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think people need to be mindful of that. So that's why for me, it's like, Man, as much as I would love to hold on to four S, you know, Wander SPs that hopefully PSA ten, I'm I'm comfortable moving at least two, and then I'll hold two because at the end of the day, if I move the two at the right price, then it's paying for the other Yeah, yeah, does yeah. I mean, that's and that's how I think of it, right? And that's that's how I think of cards in general. Is you know, I'm willing to give up value to to. Oh, lost them. We lost them again. We lost them, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's going to be right back. I swear. Um, man, Jordan's a cool guy. I, uh, I never spoke to him before, just through DMs, um, messages on Instagram. 
you know, if you if you don't follow him, um, give his account a, a check. It's uh, you know, check it out. It's Summit. Oh, there he is. Let me let him back in. Dot period one three one. Cue to go, Dom. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that might be my cue to to wrap up over here with my buttons. That's all right. No, nah, it's all right. Well, I mean, so I mean, that's a good segue. Like we've been on for an hour. Um, is there anything you want to talk about or anything you want to hit on that we didn't talk about? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very excited for PSA to come to Jersey city, my hometown. I'm very excited for, you know, that what, what comes in the hobby next, you know, meeting you in person, hopefully soon um, at the national or otherwise. Um, There's a, a show in Philly in two weeks. A big yeah, one. I heard the, the, it's the one in King of Prussia. I, I probably won't be at that one, but I'll definitely be at national. Um, okay. And I definitely will make sure to grab a drink with you or something and, and hang out. Um, maybe we'll, we'll get Lane involved. Um, but I definitely want to shout out, you know, my hometown for getting PSA. It's, it's been quite a journey what the city's been through and, and to get someone as, I mean, they have lots of definitely, you know, lots of people that set up shop there, but to be in, you know, the city and to, to be a, another headquarters is huge. Hopefully it creates a lot of jobs for folks. Um, hopefully it creates a lot of buzz for collectors great opportunity um, yeah great opportunity you know with nationals being atlantic city um you know about an hour and a half away hoping that you know it becomes big um i hope that we can get together again maybe some other folks in this in, in conversation i definitely want to follow up this conversation maybe three months down the line before the nationals seeing who's uh who's hot maybe glaber's hot by then um, oh man i hope well they, we got to get playing again right so yep as long as they get playing again we'll see and i hope so too i've been following his instagram i'm like please just be working out and doing the right things right now. Yep. You know what I mean? That, yep. And that's one thing, I guess we didn't talk about it, but that, I, I just find it odd that all these um, scouting services are coming out with rankings. And I was literally, I forget who, maybe slab stocks posted it, but I was like, what are they basing this off of? Yep. Instagram stories. Like yep. nobody's playing. What the hell's going on here? How are like, you why is Corbin Carroll so high right now in Arizona? I don't understand. Like what did he hey, do last year? You know, year? he's Asian. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I just yep. recently found that out and I was like, yep. I gotta get some Corbin Carroll. I'm telling you, that that's the deal. I I see you say that, I say that, but I'm saying that that's that's how this market is hyped up. I'm telling you. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Like Jalen Green, you think I'm buying Jalen Green wasn't Filipino this much as I was, you know? Um yep. but uh no, I just I'm I'm very happy with with where we are in the hobby in terms of I'm glad there's a reset of a little bit. I'm glad wax has come down a little bit. Um I think it there's more opportunity. To. It definitely yeah. needs to. I'm I'm uh I'm waiting to see what all the, the card shops are gonna do with Prism football. So mm. oh so I, I guess one last thing though. So if Yao Ming was playing right now, do you think his cards would be worth ten X or do you think they'd be right where they're at? I haven't looked at a Yao Ming card only because and I'll tell you why. Um that was like the the one derogatory thing people would say to me to try to get under my skin is they would try to call me Yao Ming on the back That's why. court. So like uh, I don't know. I just I, I was never a big fan of Yao Ming, even though yeah. it was like representation. It just this game was. I was more of a T Mac fan than a Yao Ming fan. So. I'm a T I'm a T Mac fan. Were Were you a Jeremy Lin fan? I was. I was a Jeremy Lin fan. You know that happened a little later in my life where it was kind of like, yes, you know, we got <laughs> someone. We got someone balling out. We got one. You know what? We- so I, I think I've told this story before. So I was a huge T-Mac fan, right? And uh, and I'll tell you why I'm not as much now. Um, and maybe, and it's probably my fault. But anyway, so 
I was stationed in New York and uh, I volunteered to do color guard at Knicks games because you get to be in the tunnel at MSG. Um, you do colors, you're, and then afterwards they always put us in a, um, a luxury box, right. That's to watch awesome. the game afterwards. But so we would get there early, like while the players were shooting around before any media, anyone's there. And I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get to meet T-Mac. He's from Florida. I'm from Florida. This is going to be awesome. So he walked by and, and I was like, hey, T-Mac, do you, do you mind if we take a photo with you? And he was like super irritated and upset about the whole thing. Like he didn't want to take a photo. He didn't want to talk to us. And I made the mistake because he had a, a lifetime Adidas deal that I was like, is there any chance I could get a pair of your shoes? Will you sign them to me? I didn't want him to sign them for me yeah. to sell. I wanted him to sign them to me. I'm yep. like, I'll never have this chance again. I'm going to ask him. Yep. And he was like, hell no. Not no, but hell no. You're not getting a pair of my shoes. I don't even want to be over here right now with you guys. Let's just do this picture and get it over with. And I was wow. like, I wanted to be like, man, well, fuck you. I don't want to take a picture with you now anyways. Yeah. And uh, so then we take the picture and he's got this huge smile on his face. And I'm like, man, that's the fakest smile yeah. I've ever seen from anyone. Yeah. And then, uh, and then fast forward, my wife and I went to Hamilton and we're sitting in orchestra right in the middle, um, like third row up, like amazing seats. Um, and then I look back and T-Mac was in orchestra, but he was in the second, the second section. And I'm like, yeah, so I got better seats than you, T-Mac. <laughs> yeah, go get that, T-Mac. Take that. Yeah. Here. yeah, so like, and so, that, you know, that was just one of those things where I, I think I was like an early teen high school when T-Mac was with the Magic. Yep. So, you know, I'm a Magic fan. So it was like, I didn't even get to tell him any of that because he was like so irritated by a photo. I was just like, man, fuck this guy. Yeah, the wrong, yeah, wrong day, wrong time, my friend. Uh, wrong, wrong day, wrong time. Yep, yep. So that was, that's my one T-Mac story. Oh, but then to counter that, um, I played in this three-on-three -three tournament. It was a semi-pro tournament, um, and uh, it was with two other Coast Guard guys. And we, I think we finished second, right? Wow. And um, we lost to, like, a bunch of former NBA guys. But uh, Wilson Chandler was there at the time. Oh. And I don't remember if he, was, if he was a rookie or a second year. And I was like, hey, we're going to – and he was talking to us. He's like, man, where did, where did you guys play ball and, like, this and that? He was, like, real cool. And I was like, I don't know, but I'm doing color guard at the garden next week. You're going to show me the locker room? He was like, yeah, man, whatever you want. That's he awesome. was like, and then Wilson Chandler, and this is, oh, now I remember. So then Wilson, I still have the shoes. So Wilson Chandler was like, yo, I'll hook you up with a pair of kicks and sign them for you if you want. And I was like, dude, that would be amazing. That's awesome. Um, so I still have those. Um, but yeah, so that's what, that's that was the other reason I was like, you know what? I might as well ask T-Mac um, if I get the opportunity. But yeah. So, but yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Don. Tell me how you really feel. Seriously? Well, I just—it it was like it was like you know, it was like you know, they say don't meet your idols. Well, that was like one of those moments for me. So, damn. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, Don, so oh, back to what I was saying. So, do you think Yao Ming does he have a big market? I, I, no, he does. So yeah, he does. You know, him and D Rose have bigger markets than you think. And you know, I, I consider Yao Ming a, a D Rose. A little better than D Rose, obviously, with with how generational of a talent and journey he has. Um, right. I think Yao Ming is right where he needs to be at this point. I think he will eventually. You know, I don't know if he's in politics now or what what he's doing now, but I mean, his post career is very you know productive. He's a genius of sorts. Um, I can see him. You know, he has a cult following of sorts. He's a pioneer. Um, right. I don't see another 
fully Asian person coming into the league anytime soon. I think you'll see his market jump again when you do. Um, right. It takes that kind of, you know, reminiscent. It takes a present to make the past a little more real for some folks. Uh, like, is, I, he, I think like yep. is he in China or is he in the U.S.? Yeah. I don't. I actually don't know. I actually don't know. But think of it this way, right? I, I feel like Jordan prices will skyrocket now because of the 75th anniversary. And, you know, he went from Daytona to the All-Star game. He made this big appearance. And now he's right. all over the place, right? So I think he'll make a little bit of a jump. People know him again. Um, even he's never not known, but he was, you know, called the greatest athlete of all time by the athletic. So I mean, yep. it just takes an appearance or two for somebody of that caliber to make them relevant again. You know, like you forget yeah, about them for a while good. and all of a sudden they show up one day. You know, T Mac, I don't know about T Mac. T Mac had quite the falling out yep. with his injury. Um, yep. you know, Vince Carter, he's back on TNT. I I, I wish his Every time there's a dunk contest, he's mentioned, you know, because he's a legend. But he's the kind of guy that I felt went too long in the NBA. You know, he just went, yeah. he just went way too long, um, shooting threes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, now I'm curious. When we get off here, I'm actually going to look at some Yao Ming. Do it. Do it. Top Chrome, yeah. early Yao Ming. Top Chrome, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Look at him up. He's a great. He's a great buy. I think. You know, I have a couple of his cards. I have Black Refractor of him. I really like Yao Ming's uh, market in regard to who knows him. Look for some CSG Yao Ming's. Maybe you'll find a bargain here or there. Yeah, there you go. That's a, yeah, <laughs> that's a good play. Well, hey, listen, we, we've been on um, over an hour. I, I appreciate it. It was a great conversation. And anytime you want to hop on, let me know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and if there's somebody else you want to hop on with us, we can do that too. But yeah, Don, it's, it's if, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I no, absolutely. You, you have a friend in me, brother, and, and I can't wait to meet you in Thanks. person. And, uh, you know, kick back and, and really talk. It's really been a pleasure to be here. So thanks for the, thanks for the invite. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah. If nothing else, I'll see you at nationals. Yeah, for sure. Thanks brother, man. Thank you. Yeah. Bye take bye. care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the break of wax podcast. Please. If you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out, put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.